You're listening to the Life in Christ Church Podcast, your place for life-changing messages that will build your faith and propel your life. If you enjoyed today's message, why don't you be a blessing and share it with a friend? So we've been talking about honor. Last week we started the series on honor. Uh, we, we talked about honoring social authority, right, uh, uh, which is our, our bosses, our coaches, you know, uh, our employers. Um, and then we talked about honoring our civil authority, right, honoring our government, honoring, uh, our, you know, our president, right, the big part of that. Even though you may not agree with the president, we're still to honor that office. Amen. Uh, I know that's a hard pill to swallow for some of you, but, but you're not allowed bitterness and, 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 and hate towards anybody. Come on. Uh, and so honoring our leaders is, is, is important. And we saw how, uh, you know, uh, even your employers, even if they don't treat you right, we're still to honor them. Uh, and there's a blessing attached to that. Uh, the Bible you know, says even if they're harsh, one version says we're to honor them. Uh, and as Christians, we're to be the best employees. Come on. We're to work the hardest, stay the latest when we need to, right? Be the sharpest. Amen. Have the best attitudes. Come on. Oh, man, am I preaching in a Presbyterian church this morning? <laughs> so I have to have a good attitude, Pastor. I, you, know, you don't know my boss. My boss is mean and this. And that. Well, if you'll honor, come on. Yeah, it, it's only a matter of time before God promotes you. God will move that person out of the way. It's impossible for you to stay in the same place when you honor God. It's impossible, right? No matter what's, no matter what's happening. Uh, we, we talk about honoring police officers. Well, but, you know, they're after me. I'm my color of my skin. Are there bad police officers? Yes, but 99.9% .9 of them are good people who are out there serving their community, leaving their family, right, uh, to, to, to help us. Uh, and, and so, you know, if you teach your kids to dishonor authority, they're going to have a problem. They're going to have a problem, and it's only a matter of time before issues start to arise. If you allow your kids, and we'll get into, you know, just even the authority in the family probably next week, but if you allow your kids to talk back to you, they'll talk back to the teacher and think it's okay. And if you're, they'll talk back to the teacher, they'll talk back to the police officer. And then next thing you know, they'll be talking back to the jail warden because that's what, they're in, that's what happens. There's a trajectory. Most people uh, who have been locked up or, or, or have struggled with authority is because they've never been taught to honor authority. And so here in church, you know, uh, uh, the kingdom of God is just that. It's a kingdom, and there's rank in the kingdom. Uh, the issue with, with, you know, North America is we try to approach the kingdom with a democratic mindset. And the kingdom is not a democracy, right? We don't vote for our leaders. We don't do any of that. You know, very rarely do we even have a say, right? You, you're, you're led by the Spirit, and you, we obey the Spirit of God, right? That is our authority. And so there's rank, and, and even within the church, there's rank and authority. So today, we're going to talk about honoring church leadership. And, and you know, I kind of struggle with it because it almost sounds self-serving, but I have to push past that. You know, I'm not teaching this so that you can honor me. I don't demand honor. It, it really has no effect on me whether you, what you do or what you don't do. It has an effect on you, right? It affects your life. And as your pastor, right, I, I, it's my job to teach these things. And, and so, you know, the, the culture of the kingdom is honor. And so if that's the culture in the kingdom, it must be the culture in this house. Come on. It doesn't matter what we think or how we feel or where we come from. We must change and adapt to the culture of the kingdom, right? And so the culture of the kingdom is a culture of honor. And so we looked at what honor meant, uh, you know, definition of honor. And honor means uh, appreciation, high esteem, favorable regard, 
respect or to place a high value on. Or you can look at what dishonor means. You know, a lot of times you can find out what, what, the, what a word means or you can get a better understanding of what a word means by looking at, you know, the opposite of that word, right? The antonym. So dishonor, to not show respect for, to not value. This is one of my favorite, to treat as common. When you treat something as common that's not supposed to be treated as common, you dishonor, right? You dishonor. And so, you know, there are many things in the kingdom of God that, that we're, we're to treat as precious, right? As precious. And, and so when we, when we refuse to do that, we dishonor. To treat as ordinary or menial. Uh, and so that is the definition of dishonor. And we saw last week how uh, dishonor actually hindered the anointing. It actually hindered the power of God. Uh, so if you would, I think it's a good idea for us to just take a look at that. Mark chapter 6 I'm going to be reading out of the Amplified Version, but Mark chapter 6, verses 1 through 6. Jesus went away from there and came to his own country and hometown, Nazareth, and his disciples followed, uh, followed him. And on the Sabbath, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who listened to him were utterly astonished, saying, where did this man acquire all this? What is the wisdom, the broad and full intelligence which has been given to him? What mighty works and exhibitions of power are wrought by his hands? Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, and the brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon? Are not his sisters here among us? Don't you hear the dishonor? Can't you hear it? Don't you hear the distaste? Like just like, who is this guy? I know this guy. We went to school with this guy. This is Johnny from the, from the block. You're telling me Johnny's now being used by God? When you hear people start to talk like that, that's dishonor. Amen. That's dishonor. Uh, and it happens a lot. Thank God, you know, this ain't my hometown. So, you know, but, but you know, I go back home to my neck of the woods in New York, you know, Joe, you know what I mean? Like, how many you know they won't receive from me? They, 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 they will, they, what needs to happen won't happen because of that view of this guy, you know what I mean? So we need to be very careful with that, um, which we'll get, I don't want to get ahead of myself. But verse 4, but Jesus said to him, a prophet, a prophet is not without honor, deference, reverence, except in his own country and among his relatives and in his own house verse 5 and he was not able he was not able somebody say not able to do even one work of power there except that he laid his hands on a few sickly people and cured them so he was not able it didn't say he didn't want to it said he was not able meaning that that it could not happen it had nothing to do with his will had had everything to do with them it what hindered the power of god so he was not able verse six and he marveled because of their unbelief their lack of faith in him and he went about and he went ab- about among the suffering villages and continued teaching. It's funny because the, the chapter before this in Capernaum, he healed everybody. Everybody got healed. Uh, people are being raised from the dead. Deaf ears are opening up. Blind people are seeing. Miracles are happening. Incredible. But because dishonor occurred here, it, it, it stopped the anointing and the power of God. And so if we're not careful, dishonor, if we carry dishonor, it'll stop the move of God in our lives. Amen dishonor will will, will stop almost quicker than anything else the move of God in our lives what God wants to do in our lives through other people if we dishonor it it will literally stop it and and nothing I wrote this down nothing stops the move of God quicker than dishonor or a lack of reverence for the things of God and the representatives of God Uh, the representatives of God Uh, and that's what I want to talk to you about today Um, because in first Timothy 
Actually, go to Matthew, Matthew chapter 10, verse 41. Talking about authority in the kingdom of God. And, and, and in church, right? Church, uh, the, the, not just in this church, but the, the body of Christ, the church at large, uh, is what I want to get into today. So Matthew chapter 10, verse 41. He who receives a prophet, or you can say he who receives a pastor or a teacher or an evangelist, right? Uh, or, or an apostle in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. Or apostle, a prophet, or pastor, a teacher's reward. Uh, the Amplified says it this way, he who receives and welcomes and accepts a prophet, pastor, teacher, evangelist, right? You can put any one of them in there. Because he is a prophet, pastor, teacher, evangelist, shall receive a prophet's reward. What is the reward? What is the reward? So in honoring a church, uh, the reward is receiving the anointing that they carry. Right? So if, I, if, I, if I'm in a service and, and, and let's say there's a guest minister in a church that I'm going to and I choose to honor, right? And I choose to have ears to hear and I choose to allow maybe any little thing that maybe, maybe they say something a little off or maybe I don't like what they're wearing or maybe I heard something. But if I allow that to stay by the wayside and I just have my ears tuned to what the Holy Ghost wants to tell me and I decide to honor, right? I'll receive from that anointing. But if I, if I, well, you know, well, that's so-and-so, I heard something, so-and-so about them, I'll be completely closed off, and I will not receive what God has for me through that man of God or woman of God. And so even in this church, right, uh, or in a church, if you choose not to honor your pastor, it really does not affect your pastor, it affects you, right? It affects how you receive, and, and you need the pastor's anointing in your life. The pastor has equipment that no other office has. Come on. The pastor has equipment that no other office has. Brother Hagen told the story of how he, he was preaching at a church, uh, and, and he was kind of in an office that had dividers, right? Uh, but but there was no, it wasn't all the way up to the ceiling, so you could hear if somebody was talking in another part of the room. So he was laying down, resting for the service, and the pastor had come in with another person, a church member, and the church member started to ask him some questions. And Brother Hagen's like, oh my gosh, how the heck is that pastor going to answer that question? That question is crazy. Like I, Brother Hagin was like, I would have no idea how to answer that question. He said, man, I just listened. And that pastor, man, man, the anointing of God came upon him. He gave the exact answer for that exact situation. And Brother Hagin was amazed. And he said, the Holy Spirit spoke to him. He said, the pastor has an anointing and tools that he carries for that job specifically that no other office has. And so we need to be hearing from our pastors, right? We need to have instruction from our pastors. We need to have correction from our pastors. Uh, you know, Pastor Mark is our pastor. And we invest to go be where he's at, right? We invest to stay connected to him, to have an ear to what he's saying, right? There are many times where I could have gotten offended. Many, many, many times. He says something a little too strong or does this or does that. You know, he's a, he's a direct guy. But I refuse to allow any of that to get on the inside of me because I know it's vital. It's vital for me to stay connected to my leader. Amen. It's vital. Matter of fact, your destiny is, is, is determined by your connection to your leader. Come on. Your destiny is determined by the connection to your leader. If you know you're supposed to be somewhere and because of offense or bitterness or something like that, you allow that to take you out, right? You, 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 you just decide to not honor that relationship, it'll cost you. It'll cost you in, in a big way. 
Uh, and so we've decided, you know, we're going to honor divine relationships. We've been taught that, you know, God will only bring things to us uh, by divine, that, that are ordained to happen through divine relationships if we're connected to them. There are certain things I will only receive through divine relationships is what I'm trying to tell you this morning. There are certain things you will only receive through divine relationships when you honor the relationships that God has put in your life. Amen. Pastors, evangelists, leaders in the body of Christ, even peers that God has placed in your life to help you, to propel you, to strengthen you, to speak into your life. Mentors, come on. Oh, and you need to have someone who has clear access into your life that can speak into your life and say, hey, knock that off. And you're not going to go cry in a hole somewhere. Come on. Well, you're going to say, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, I'll make the adjustment, no problem. You're not going to allow your feelings to get in the way. Too many people, too many people sitting on the sideline, too many people at home right now because they got in their feelings. Come on, they allowed their feelings to move them from a place of honor. Now they become a vessel of dishonor. Oh, yeah, I started attending this little home church, you know, uh, you know, I go to this little two, three people. Who's it under? Oh, no, there's nobody. We're all the leaders in the house, and nobody's the leader. That's a bunch of hogwash. I'm telling you that right now. I'm telling you right now, people will stay that way. I'm not saying home churches in general, you know, under the right covering and the right leadership, but, but, but there's a lot of offended sheep scattered everywhere that carry a, a spirit of dishonor. You can hear it in their, in their tone, right? I'm not saying church, people have not been hurt by church. People have been hurt by people in the church, pastors in the church, leaders in the church, but I've made up my mind. I'm not going to allow any kind of hurt to take me out of the will of God. I'm just going to be unoffendable. I'm not going to allow any of that to move me from my place. This is my post. I'm staying to my post. I ain't moving. Come on. Well, pastor said this. He did. I don't matter. I, the Holy Spirit did not tell me to move. I ain't going nowhere. Amen. There are people right now sitting at home that belong in this church that left because they got offended through something in this church. Struggling, marriage falling apart, people just all kind of issues of the issue after issue because they're not where they're supposed to be. It'll cost you, church. It'll cost you not being where you're supposed to be uh, and honoring the relationships that God has placed in your life. So he who receives and welcomes and accepts, you could just say a uh, 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 fivefold minister or a relationship, an ordained relationship, uh, because God has ordained it, will receive a reward from them. So the principle of honor is this. It's found in 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 30. First Samuel chapter 2, verse 30. Why, thank you, sweetheart. You're so kind. First Samuel chapter 2, verse 30. For those who honor me, I will honor. And those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed. The New Living says it this way. But I will honor those who honor me, and I will despise those who think lightly of me. And so... That's the honor principle, and you cannot dishonor God's representatives and honor God. Does that make sense? You, you cannot. It's impossible. If I send a representative to you and you dishonor them, you dishonor me, right? And so if God puts authority in your life, church authority, uh, civil authority, governmental authority, and we dishonor God's representative here on earth, right, we dishonor the Father. It's impossible to, 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 to show dishonor and honor God. And some people, it's more obvious, right? Some, is, uh, some of it is, is not so obvious. Honestly, the obvious dishonor 
easy to deal with, right? Maybe people don't know, or they, you can kind of figure it out. I appreciate people shooting straight. I appreciate people, you know, uh, telling it how it is, if you would. Uh, you know, I'm not saying you need to stay there, but, but, but you know, you can, you can work on that and, and, and develop those things. But, but one of the things I don't like is, is, is subtleties, right? Little, little subtle dis, things of dishonor. And, and, and it creeps up in different ways. I'm going to show you some examples here in a minute. But, but, but a culture of like, like, uh, like passive aggressive culture, right? Where, where, well, you know, and then it kind of blows up over here and, and, and they, they allow things to, to just get, get on the inside. They'll smile in your face, but on the inside, it's just turning. I'd rather some pastor, Joe, I got an issue. Here's my, I'd rather deal with that any day of the week than, 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 than you blow up six months from now because you've been harboring little things that I have no clue about. You know, I, maybe you totally misunderstood me, which, you know, I've had people in this church come up to me, Pastor Joe, I, I, this, that, and this, and we're able to work on it and deal with it, man, and, and, and we just move on, and it's wonderful, and I have people in the, in the church, probably some of you sitting around now and then, no I'm just kidding none of you are here but but some people you know who are just dealing with that on the inside being open is, is, is a good idea right uh, talking through these things and not allowing you know uh, these things to build and blow up later so honoring uh, God says in Hebrew 13 Hebrews 13 chapter uh, chapter 13 verse 17 Hebrews 13 17 obey those who rule over you and be submissive for they watch out for your soul this is God's instruction to his people. We're to our, obey our church leaders. We're called, the other component is loyalty. Loyalty is a missing thing nowadays. Being loyal is, it, it, you know, I, I, it's kind of in me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was raised that way, a loyalty, maybe to a fault. Like, you're loyal to your family. You're loyal to your people. You're loyal to, you know, your, your neighborhood. You're loyal to, to your team. You're loyal. If you're a part of something, you're loyal. My, my dad always told me that if your brother's getting picked on, you stand up for your brother, whether he's right or wrong, you're loyal, right? And we deal with it later. Like, well, he was wrong. It doesn't matter. That's your brother. And you stand up for your brother. And you fight for your brother, no matter what, right? Same thing. I'm loyal to my wife. I stand up for my wife. Well, no, well, my wife, you shouldn't have said that. I don't care if she says something wrong. If you start attacking my wife, you're going to see me in your face, right? I'm loyal. Like, these are the kind of traits that, that I grew up with, you know, even to an extreme, my wife would say. But, but, but in the church, it's completely lacking in, in a lot of areas, loyalty. Uh, and, and, and so I, one of my favorite scriptures on this is 1 Samuel 3, 1. Meanwhile, the boy Samuel served the Lord by assisting Eli. So... Uh, meanwhile, the boy Samuel served the Lord by assisting Eli. So serving the Lord, how did he serve the Lord? Uh, by help, by serving his leader, right? Uh, and so you see it throughout the scripture, jo Joshua and Moses, David uh, and Saul, Elijah and Elisha, Timothy and Paul. Uh, and actually, th that's not the scripture I wanted to say, but it, it fits in there. The scripture that I like as it pertains to loyalty is found in Ruth, Ruth chapter 1, 16 through to 17. And I said this before, but write this down. Your calling and future destiny is connected to your leader. Your calling and future destiny is connected to your leader. So Ruth chapter 1, verse 16 and 17. Wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you live, I will live. Your people will be my people and your God will be my God. Wherever you die, I will die and there I will be buried. May the Lord punish me severely if I allow anything but to separate us. When Naomi saw that Ruth was determined to go with her, she said nothing more. You see here, after Ruth um, served Naomi, you know what? She found her husband, her family, her future calling, all because she recognized Naomi as a ministry leader and remained faithful. You know, Pastor Mark, 
You know, like I mentioned, is our spiritual father. And many, we've been around other ministers coming up and other organizations that seem like, man, this would be a great place to be. Man, this is kind of shinier and newer. And man, they're they're kind of doing some other things that are really cool. But the Lord told us, until Pastor Mark goes home to be with the Lord, until death separates us, we will not move from there. Amen. That that's because our destiny is aligned with that. If I just go, you can't run with every dog that hunts. Come on, you just, you, you, the Lord has somewhere assigned for you. And even as it pertains to going to church, I've met people, well, pastor, you know, I'm not called to one church. I'm called to bring my, my, my flavor and my flair to all the churches here in Lancaster, you know, to be a blessing to all the churches. No, that's, no, that's not how God operates. The Bible says those that are planted in the house of God shall flourish, right? Planted in the house of God. If you're planted and then you get ripped up and moved over here and then you stay there for a while and then you move and go over here, you're not putting down the necessary roots that you need when the storms of life come, you're going to go flying. Amen. The storms of life come everybody but if you you know if you have roots you you'll you'll bend some but you ain't breaking baby you're just gonna you're just gonna stay nice and firm and that's what I believe God is raising up right now in this church believers that are putting down roots that are honoring their leaders that that that, that have decided to be loyal to where God has called them to be amen Amen. And loyalty, you know, I don't, nobody talks bad about Pastor Mark in my presence. I will not allow it. Like, you, you just, you made a big mistake if you come to my house, start talking about Pastor Mark this, Pastor Mark that. I will shut you down quickly, right? Because I, that's my leader. You ain't talking to, to me about my leader. And the Bible talks about not receiving an accusation uh, against a leader without two or three witnesses, right? That means unless I've heard it two or three times from credible people, I won't even pay any attention to it. Amen. Come on. Amen. Right. That, that'll keep you pure. That'll keep honor in your heart. Right. Not allowing people just to talk about your leader. Come on. Amen. I know it sounds a little self-serving, but I'm telling you, nothing to do with me has everything to do with you. Right? You, you go to Life in Christ Church. I heard Pastor Joe. The, the, uh, Pastor Joe's a good man. Now, Pastor Joe is wonderful. I even tell you what to say. Here's what you say. Pastor Joe. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. Amen. And so, you know, uh, you, you, we just made up my mind. You ain't going to talk about Pastor Mark. That's our leader. That's our pastor. We honor him. Uh, and, you know, we see him. We go down to Louisiana how many times? Three, oh, sometimes three times a year. That's flights, hotels, food, time away from what we're doing. And then we go see him in Virginia another, what, three, four times? Uh, two, three times. So we're uh, half a dozen times a year. Is what we're, we're paying out of pocket, hotel, time, all of these things to be connected to our leader. You know, this past uh, summer we were down for camp meeting, uh, and, 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 and man, had a wonderful time, but, but I'm there, uh, morning service, uh, and then after morning service, we have lunch, and, and so lunch goes to maybe 1, 2, 3, 2 sometimes, and then uh, maybe a breakout session, then you go home to the hotel for uh, maybe an hour, two hours, sometimes a little more, and then you're back at it at night, uh, but I'm serving, so I'm there early, so now I'm there showing up, I'm giving, right, I, I, I'm serving, I'm, I'm parking cars, I'm doing all this, and, and so one day Pastor Mark announces, hey, uh, everybody, I want you guys to come to the headquarters uh, down the road. So the event is at the church where he used to pastor, now his son pastors, the camp meeting, but his headquarters is down the road. So he gets up and says, I want everybody to go down to the headquarters on this day after lunch. Uh, You know, we're going to have hot dogs, stuff for the kids. I want everybody to come. And the day came, and I tell Pastor Sarah, I said, you know, I, I've been there many times. Like, I don't, I don't need to go again. I'm, on top of that, I'm here. On top of that, I'm serving. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't really need to go down there. I want to go rest and, and, and study for Sunday's message. And, you know, I, I'm just, I'm not going to go. So I don't go. I, I go back to the hotel. 
And Pastor Sarah goes with Elisa, and, and Joe went with you, right? <laughs> she's laughing. Uh, and, and so um, she's there, and Pastor Mark sees her and says, oh, where's Joe? And she goes, oh, he's back at the hotel sleeping. Uh, I, I'm like, yo, you couldn't say it. He's back at the hotel studying for Sunday's message. He's back at the hotel praying, you know what I mean? No, he's back at the hotel sleeping. I'm like, oh, no loyalty at all, at all, at all. So that, that day, I, 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 you know, I go to the service early, again, because I'm serving, and I'm parking cars. I'm in the back. Pastor Mark pulls in, and, and he sees me. He goes, hey, Pastor Mark, how are you? Good to see you, man. Uh, where were you? How come you didn't come down to the, to, the, to the headquarters? I said, well, you know, Pastor Mark, I've been here a few times. I went back to, to rest. And he goes, oh, you want people to show up to your stuff, but you don't want to show up to my stuff. I said, well, Pastor Mark, I started giving excuses. Like I wanted to, and I finally, the Holy Spirit said, shut your mouth. And I whoop. I said, Pastor Mark, I am so sorry. You're right. It'll never happen again. You're my leader. You asked me to be there. I need to be there. That's honor, right? And not showing up because I have this, I have that. If my leader asked me to be there, I need to be there. I need to show up. Right? Uh, in churches nowadays, well, Pastor call a prayer meeting. Hey, we got prayer Friday. Uh, like everybody to show up and maybe. 10% or 20% of the people show up. John Bevere said uh, in his book, Honor's Reward, he said, you know, imagine if a pastor said, hey, show up to, to, to prayer Friday night, and I'll give you $200,000 at the end of prayer. He said, man, that place would be full. People would be telling their friends. It'd be, it'd be jam-packed. And he said, well, what does that tell you? He said, people value money over, the, over God's representative here on earth. I said, oh, my gosh. You know what I mean? And, and so, you know, I'm making my mind from now on. If Pastor Mark says, hey, I want you to be here, he don't got to tell me personally. He just got to tell, hey, I'd like everybody to come on over here. I'm going to honor that. Amen. I'm going to honor. Because in turn, what, 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 what that's saying is I, I honor Jesus. And in turn, what's that saying? It's saying I honor f uh, f uh, the, uh, Father God. Amen. And, and so, you know, you, you can't dishonor one and honor the rest. So I need to honor God's representatives. I need to honor what they say to me uh, and where they tell me to be. Uh, you know, it's not always easy, right? I, and come on, I, like I said, I was serving. I'm getting there early. I'm giving. I, I show up to every, I haven't been there how many times? Like, where do I need to go? I, I would have just went and stood there. But it does not matter. It does not matter. Come on, I'm talking to people that want to go to a higher level here this morning. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about nominal people who just want to go through the motions and this and that. No, I'm talking to people who desire honor in their lives, who desire to be a vessel of honor, who desire to honor their leaders, who desire to be used by God in a way, come on, that, 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 that'll blow your mind, but it starts with honor. Come on, amen. It starts with honor. Um, and so, very, very important. Our attitudes towards God is reflected by our behavior towards church leaders. <laughs> Write that down. Our attitude towards God is reflected by our behavior towards church leader. When we serve our leaders, when we honor our leaders and pastors, we in turn honor God. And so what I said before, uh, you know, it's not always obvious, you know, uh, so sometimes it's blatant and, and, and it's obvious, but other times it's not. Um, John Bevere says it this way, he says, it often comes out like just subtle dishonor. He said, they honor leaders with their lips, but their hearts are far from honoring God's appointed servants. 
He said it comes out suddenly when an extra offering is taken. <laughs> when the leader changes direction. Let's say I'm saying we're going this way, and they say actually we're going this way. And so it, it starts to manifest. Like if you start to feel that's a good sign, there's some adjustments that need to be made. That's what John Bevere said. I didn't say that. I'm just the messenger. Don't kill the messenger. He said when they're asked to do something extra or different. <laughs> when they're asked to do something different or extra. He said, practically speaking, how is this done? How do you honor, though? How, how do you honor? Our behavior and speech toward Christian leaders should be with the utmost respect. We should address them formally, such as pastor, sir, Mr., Mrs., etc. You know, when we were going to school, you, you said Mrs. Smith, Mrs. Johnson. Why? Because it's, it's a respect thing. Like, you're honoring them. And so, you know, one of the things that irritates me in the body of Christ, if, if it's Pastor Jerry... Uh, Jerry, oh Jerry, what do you mean Jerry? That's Pastor Jerry, right? And especially if it's your leader, like man, oh, like you guys are buddies. Familiarity will kill this, will kill honor. Familiar, getting too close, right? Buddy, buddy. Pastor Mark said he was he was dropping something off at one of his church members' house, and and, and the guy says, "Hey, buddy," and Pastor Mark said, "I ain't your buddy. I'm your pastor." You know what I mean? Like, uh, that, 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 that's a shift. That's a different uh, way of doing things. Like, uh, familiarity, familiarity will, 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 will cause you to, to see things, you know, because you spend too much time with them, cause you to see some imperfections in the leader. I mean, you know, God's leaders aren't perfect. Come on, amen. They have flesh just like you. And if you allow your eyes to see that, instead of seeing the position and the authority that God has given them, amen, you'll walk in dishonor. One way to, to, to maintain honor is to, to not base your honor uh, on actions or, 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 or what they do, but base it on where God has placed them and the position that they hold in the body of Christ. Amen? Because if it's just you're going you're gonna to honor when you're treated right, if the pastor don't say hello to you one day, your honor's down here. If the pastor don't look at you a certain way, your honor's down here. But then the next day it's up here. You'll be on a, you'll, you'll be on a roller coaster of honor and dishonor. Amen. But we're not to base it on that. We're to base it on where God has placed this person. Come on, amen. amen. We're talking about a higher way of doing things. And he said we should address them formally, such as pastor, sir, miss, or, or etc. We should keep eye contact with them at all times during conversations and not leave until dismissed. Or we know that they're finished speaking with us. When a leader teaches the word, we should listen attentively. To allow our minds to wander is dishonor. Oh, Lord, help me. Remember, honor is shown not in just action and word, but also in thought. For this reason, Paul exhorts us, give attention to reading, to exhortation, and to doctrine. And listen to this one. To converse with someone sitting by us while in service is a dishonor to the one speaking, not to mention the Holy Spirit himself. Man, I've been in services where I just want to carry on a conversation. I'm like, well, you know, I gotta, I gotta, I'm talking to myself in some of this. Even to allow your mind to wander, right, during service. What am I going to eat later? <laughs> man, I wonder what I'm gonna, who's playing later on. You know, man, I ain't going to lie to you, man. Back in the day, I'd put the game on in church. Like sit there like, oh, hey, amen. Oh, the Mets all day. You know, that's dishonor. You know what I mean? I, I'm just being real. Like I, there was a point where, man, this is a big game on. I'm like, look, no, man, I'm here to hear from heaven. I'm here to receive what God has for me like this is more important than anything else like, you know what I mean uh, when Jonathan Shuttlesworth came here for the very first time he came on Super Bowl Sunday 
And I remember thinking, man, ain't nobody going to show up. Because I didn't, I didn't even realize Super Bowl Sunday until, like, you know, we were getting closer to the date. We just booked it. And we said, all right, cool, he's coming. And then the day's coming. I'm like, oh, my gosh, Super Bowl Sunday, nobody's going to show up. And then on top of that, it was snowing, and there was hail, and, man, the roads were bad. And I'm thinking, oh, man, not one person is showing up. But can I tell you, man, the place was packed. <laughs> People are hungry, man. People want this. People need this. People want to develop and grow and honor. And, and so, man, I told me, man, all, all that stuff is junk. This is what's more important than anything else. Come on. Honoring God, growing in the things of God for your life. There's nothing more important than you growing in the things of God. Come on. Amen. And it starts with honor. You will not go far without honor. You will not go far without honor. Uh, in every area, right? In every area. And so, you know, uh, one of the other things, if Pastor Mark walked, if I'm doing something and Pastor Mark walks in the room, I don't just keep doing what I'm doing. I put down what, hey, Pastor Mark, how are you? Nice to see you. you know, many times I'll see a leader walk into a room, people just doing what they've been doing. No, they, they, we need to stop what we're doing, recognize that that's a leader in the body of Christ, and acknowledge them. How many you know that's honor? Come on, that's honor. That's another way of doing it. That's a higher way of doing things. And, and people pick up on that. People, under, people see that. And leaders are looking for church members who honor. Come on. Leaders are looking for, for others in the body of Christ who will honor. Because that's a prerequisite to promotion. Honor is a prerequisite to promotion. If you want to develop and go far in the kingdom of God, it starts with honor. Regardless of what you feel like, or regardless of what's been said or hasn't been said, it is vital. And so, you know, I've seen that many times. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 5 and 7. Go ahead and turn there. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 5 and 7. We'll finish up here in a second, and we'll hook back up next week. You'll be back next week, is that right? Amen. Amen. One thing I like about pastoring, I don't, I don't feel like I have to get everything out. Uh, I know next Sunday we can hook back up and keep it moving and, and grow. I'm not in a rush here at church. We, we, you don't want to be sh shortchanged here. This is the last place you want to be in a rush. Right? Last place. Well, but, but. If you're looking for a church that's out in an hour, this ain't it, man. I'm telling you right now. There are many of them. God bless them, but this ain't one of them. We're looking to get everything Jesus has for us in this church. We're not just in to have a long service to have long services, but, but, but uh, we want everything God has for us. Amen. Ephesians 6, 5 and 7. Serve them sincerely as you would serve Christ. Work with enthusiasm as though you are working for the Lord rather than for people. Listen, Paul tells the Christians twice in this passage to serve their leaders as they would serve Jesus. This is how we're to serve those in positions of authority. The Bible does not say worship them like you would worship Jesus. However, it does say serve them like you would serve Jesus. John Bevere said this. He said, consider this. What if for the next three months Jesus came back to earth and he was your pastor or ministry leader? How would you serve him? When you have that answer, live it out by serving your leader that way. It will change your life. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo, man. Mm. He said, if Jesus was your ministry leader for the next three months, would you be late on my day to serve? Would you be late to meetings? Would you be late to church? Would you be late to church? Crickets. Would you miss church without reason? Would you serve half-heartedly? Would you slander a decision you didn't like? So if Jesus was up here, and he was, if Jesus was pre preaching next week, would we show up late? We'd be like, oh, Jesus is preaching. Honey, get ready. Jesus is preaching. We can't be late. Johnny, get in the car. Billy, get your shoes on. Jesus is preaching. <laughs> yeah. I can see some of y'all. It's like 
I can count on one hand how many of you maybe kind of have an excuse to be late. Single moms with kids and, you know, that, 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 man, that's, but man, you're single and you show up late to every service. Come on, man. You know what I mean? Uh, that, that's just, you know, <laughs> John Bevere says it's dishonor. I don't know. John Bevere said it. I didn't say it. <laughs> Listen to this. Listen to this. Everyone can act like a servant. The true test is can you still be a servant after you've been treated like one? That's good. I'm going to say it again. Everyone can act like a servant. The true test is can you still be a servant after you've been treated like one? You know what I mean? Oh, man, they, they, they just, hey, man, they, they're using me and they're using me. A couple weeks ago, Lord, use me, Lord, use me. And now that you're being used, you know, it's, it's an issue and it's a problem. And, uh, you know, we're not talking about burning people out. Even in this church, I'm, gonna talk about, I'm talking about this church, we have uh, uh, somewhat of a policy, uh, children's ministry, well, no more than twice a month. It's every other week because I understand the importance of you being under the anointing. You need to hear the word, right? If you're back there every Sunday and you're not hearing the anointing and you're not, you're not under the anointing, you're not hearing the word, it's wonderful that we have podcasts and you can go watch it on YouTube and Facebook, but there's nothing like being in the service right receiving and so we do those things you know uh, but if you're an usher you know you're in the service anyway so that's wonderful but but you know I uh, just keep that in mind keep that in mind whenever you feel mistreated uh, um, brother Hagen said the devil's working on you anytime you feel mistreated the devil is working on you oh they're just this they're anybody it could be your spouse it could be doesn't have to be in church it could be anywhere this is a good nugget anytime you start to feel like man they're just mistreating me at work they're just they're just, just this they're just that the devil is just working on you working on you working on you to get you into a pity party to get you woe is me and then into condemnation and guilt and then that path leads to destruction but if you'll say no I know who I am in Christ <laughs> God loves me I'm fearfully and wonderfully made I honor I'll serve I serve as unto the Lord I ain't even serving that man. I'm serving the Lord. So I'm going to be the best bathroom cleaner they've ever seen. I'm going to vacuum better than they've ever seen. That rug has never seen a vacuum cleaner as good as me. Come on, amen. I'm going to clean better than anybody's ever cleaned. Come on. Am I? Come on. These are the things, the attitude that we need to cultivate if we're going to honor. Come on. And again, this is not about me trying to, you guys do a great job at serving in this house, but we need to keep our foot on the, on the gas in this area. Uh, I told you many times when I worked for Joyce, uh, I got promoted quickly, and, and, and then they said, well, Joe, can you go clean the bathroom? And my first thought was like, man, I'm past cleaning the bathroom. Man, you got like four other people here that can clean the bathroom that just got here. I'm in charge of the people cleaning the bathroom. Why are you asking me to clean the bathroom? Like that's going through my head as they're asking me. And the Holy Spirit said, this is a test. This is a test. This is a test. Are you going to pass the test? And I said, yes, I'm going to pass the test. Put a smile on my face. No problem. I'll be happy to clean the bathroom. Is there anything else that you need clean? I'll be happy to clean that too. Like you're not just going to... You're not going to take, I'm going to give. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to take my time, I'm going to give you my time. Like, that's the switch in, in, in the attitude that we have. You're not going to tell me to clean three stalls, I'm going to clean five stalls willingly. Come on, amen. It's a shift, right? That's a person that carries a vessel, of, a person who's a vessel of honor carries this. This is how they think. This is how they act. Come on, well, you, you, I'm not gonna, you're not going to force me to run one mile. I'm going to go two miles willingly. Come on, amen, amen. That's a servant's heart. Come on, that's a servant's heart. And there's, this church is full of them. This church is full of people who serve, who do things well with excellence. You know, in the book of Daniel, Daniel was promoted, the Bible says, because of excellent spirit was upon him. He rose through the ranks because he did, he did things well. And when we serve God and when we do things for God, we're to do them with excellence. That's honor. 
Brother Copeland, he was a musician, uh, actually a well-known musician before he became a preacher of the gospel, had a hit record on radio, everything. Then he started doing Christian music, and he was working with this guy, and the guy, you know, they were well into the night, had been there, you know, writing, laying, doing their thing musically, and this guy goes, man, this is a Christian record. That is good enough for a Christian record. And Brother Copeland got up, he said, excuse me? I did excellence for, for in the world. I'm going to do even better for the Lord. He, he said, you're fired. He said, you're fired. I don't want anybody like that around me. If I did things well in the world, I'm going to do it even better in the kingdom of God. Amen. That's why I love Sight and Sound. It's like an outlet for talented Christian, you know, uh, actors who can show off their talents. And, and it's, it's done with excellence. It's done well. It blows Broadway to smithereens, in my opinion. It's so well done. Uh, and, man, I love it. it it's, it's a good representative of, of the kingdom, of the kingdom culture. And that's what I want this church to be. And when people walk in here, they see excellence. They smell excellence. It, it, you can feel it. That's how it was when we worked for Joyce Meyer. It, excellence everywhere, everywhere you look things done well they would not tolerate things being done half but <laughs> they, they wanted things done well and I appreciate that not everybody, not everybody can cut it not everybody can cut it in that atmosphere but I believe I'm looking at people who can cut it amen who, who can thrive in an environment like that who desire to be in an environment like that and that's what we're creating here and when you create a culture of honor dishonor sticks out like a, thor, a sore thumb like, you recognize, you're like, oh, baby, oh, dishonor, wait a minute, that's not what we do here, that's not how we act in this house, right, come on, we, we don't get a, we don't allow offense and bitterness to ensnare us, we don't backbite, we don't talk and gossip against other people, come on, amen, amen, and, you know, even in the, in the, um, in the new beginners class, in the, in the all-in class, which is our membership class, uh, I talk about Matthew 18, I learned that from Pastor Henry and Marlene, if you have offense towards someone, you are to go to that person, if they don't listen, you go get someone else, not someone else who you know is going to agree with you and back you up and bash the other person, you'll get somebody who's mature and who's going to talk and, and, and have a good perspective, right, and to help you. And if they don't listen, you go to the church, the pastor. And, but there, there's an order to deal with offense and bitterness, right? Uh, and so we're to keep our heart pure because I told you last week there'll never be a church split in this church. Amen. There will never be division, a church split in this church. There will never be, oh, that used to be life in Christ, or oh, that pastor used to go, or oh, that. No, it will not happen in this church because this church, is, we're developing a culture of honor. Amen. Amen. And that's what this church is all about. Praise the Lord. Thank you for listening to the Life in Christ Church Podcast. Help us to continue to share the message of faith with those all over the world. Visit licchurch.com forward slash give to partner with us today.